this been happening so this is our fourth episode right congratulations yeah. you guys so this is our fourth episode and, number four uh, we already have sponsors that's them I, I started several podcasts and never had sponsors sponsors are everything yeah we love our sponsor let's talk backcountry about yeah, that yeah, backcountry um, is everything guys backcountry is our sponsor too I know I heard that awesome. I heard that actually I was at Ben's house today and he was like I was telling him that you were coming on the show and he's like oh no Tamara and I go way back we we're do. doing the, like consolation and yes. um, is the Little Dipper yes festival or uh, sorry, Little, concert series happening? It is. Okay, yeah, so they're a part of that also. They are, which is great, Amazing. because then I get to drink the lager, which I will be drinking on January 22nd, even though I'm not drinking it today. Yeah, at the Brackendale uh, Art Gallery? That That's, is correct. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, so yes, about the Little Dipper concert series, mm-hmm. really quick, we just announced that we're doing another show with Said the Whale, because we had to cut them to 50% capacity. Okay. So we're doing two shows on the 22nd. One, a nice matinee. When do you ever get to go see oh, cool. a rock and roll matinee? Well, at the Brecknell Art Gallery. Nice. Again. Yeah. And is it said the whale and Cat Madden? That's correct. Both for both shows. Both shows. Oh, okay, they're both great. They're both. So I've good. seen them both live mm-hmm. a few times. Really, really good. I feel like it's bonkers, and I think that I'm using the correct word to think that you can go to the Brecknell Art Gallery, which is you know the acoustics are so incredible and see this Juno Award winning incredible band yeah. with only. 69 other people Amazing. literally that's how many it'll be so intimate and great and we're very excited I can't even wait so yeah and that's the, such a great venue too like so everything good. at the Brackenhill Art Gallery is just phenomenal I, I think the, the fortune there is still around I mean there's yeah. no talk about shutting it down I know they wanted to sell but they couldn't sell and everyone's like please stay and please stay and they've been a big cultural hub huge you know, Huge. I think what we're missing in our small town anyway is an amphitheater like a proper amphitheater we need a venue so badly we don't have one. I mean, we, so my partners are, you know, Patricia Heintzman, former mayor, and Kirsten Andrews, and we talk about it weekly, talk to people around every time we can to say, please, 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 like what we need to focus on as a community, as a venue, because the arts, you know, this town is sports centric. So the arts have taken a back seat. But now with the community changing so much, with all these cool people coming to town, we, we need to have places for people to play and places for people to see them play but the art gallery is great for this and it soaked up all of the energy and entertainment from the past 52 years i feel it every time i walk in there and so the vibe is just always so good oh yeah so good yeah so uh you want to do a proper intro you wanted to be me yeah. like at the end of the day I'd be yeah. like and- what's the podcast called <laughs> where are you at butts I love so that well, i can kind of and then i'll and then you can do one and i can do one and whoever's is better Love it. Okay. I love Let's this. Do that. Okay. I'll be okay. the judge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Where You At Buds, episode four. We are so excited to have Tamara Stanners, local celebrity, actress, media star, radio, TV, uh, festival, producer, promoter, <laughs> Everything. You do everything. I sound so cool. You are. You're oh the coolest God. person in school. You really are. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am. I'm a fangirl. I, I, I have followed I've been a fangirl for but Jamie okay, Lynn Horns. I mean, I've been okay. a massive fan of Tamara's forever in a day. No, you haven't. I have. Okay. But here's the thing. I've always wanted to be in radio. Like, um, I actually went to BCIT for a bit. I so that so I followed your career. Amazing. So I am a fangirl. Appreciate it. I'm being a fangirl. I know you Stanners. are. I know, right? Just don't, don't get it mixed up with Tamara Taggart. 
Oh my God. We are different people. Totally different together. We are definitely. I've met both. Why did you Google Tamara Stanners and Tamara Taggart? The weather. Always. I know. She always comes out. Tamara got to the news desk. Tamara Taggart actually did get to the news desk. She sure did. She wasn't just the weather girl. She was the weather girl. Oh, she was. She started doing it. She started there. Evidently, I'm not old enough to sit down and watch the six o'clock news or I'm just at some sporting arena somewhere else in the lower mainland, you know. Please, Um, buds. But with my experience, Tamara Sanders is a much nicer person. No, 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 That is a... Thank right? you. I appreciate right. That's very nice. So are, are you still working in broadcasting now? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I still do. So I've got a, a little studio in my home, and then I also have a small portable microphone that I take with me everywhere to do voiceovers, which I do for radio and television and podcasts. Because you're, you're a big shot in Vancouver at some point. You're, you, you ran a few of the big stations back down there. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. I was a big <laughs> shot. <laughs> oh, this one. I honestly haven't worn this in so long, but I was cold and I found it in the house. 1027 The Peak. Right. That was my baby. Well, you started that my one, baby. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, with my friend James Sutton and uh, Jerry Siemens. We got a whole bunch of money from Jimmy Patterson. God bless him. Mm-hmm. And the whole entire deal was that we got to, my, my job was to promote Canadian talent and to nurture up and coming artists. Which you're doing right? right now. I know. What you're doing right now. We're, but we're, they paid me. They paid you to do it. Now, now you're part of a, something called the Constellation Festival. That's, that's right. Kind of doing the same thing. Are you, are you getting paid the same? Well, I don't pay myself anything, which is kind of a drag, but one day I hope to. One day in the future, money shall come. But really, this is 100% a labor of love for the community at large, like for Squamish and for the music, because I just love it. I am so excited for this festival. Me Sarah too. McLaughlin, right. like, Shut come up. on. Thank well, you. I'm her finger. She, uh, right? right? Okay, another fa- Okay, I just. Mm-hmm. Well, if we, go, if we go back to, 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 to the origins of the festival, like I remember, you know, the Squamish Music Fest had just kind of gone away abruptly because of, you know, American dollar, Canadian dollar, talent stuff with Pemberton Music Festival competition, all of this stuff. It went away and, you know, locally people were just like, oh, you know, like what's going on? And then you guys came along and filled the void. And it was, I just remember seeing, like it wasn't, I wouldn't say backlash, but I would just say ignorance mm-hmm. to what the festival was, what the what yeah. the initiative was behind it, and and the talent that was actually coming, because there was some great talent coming. It's incredible. And I, and I, it was incredible. Like going online to be like, guys, you know, stop for a second. We have so many mediums out there to peruse uh, music in in the public world and social media and otherwise. Like, take a second to stop, and instead of going, you know, I don't have Drake and I don't have this and I don't have that, stop for a second. And look at actually who is going to be here. Find them. Find them on Spotify. Find them on Apple Music. Find them and create a playlist. And from now until that concert happens, that six months, broaden your music horizons. You may be pleasantly surprised. And I still will credit you. I um, Again, a story, long story short, is... I'm sure. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know me. Short stories, right? The short stories by Stephen Fryer. Uh, 102.7, the, the peak, and the Constellation Festival was, uh, was, you know, I remember listening to you on the peak, and there was this band. It was called uh, Mother Mother, and I'd never heard them before. Uh, ended up, I think they were at a Squamish Music Fest yes. at one time as one of the kind of the underlings, and yes. I've listened to you at the time, and 
caught that show and then continued to follow and it was it, talk about fangirl I think I was everywhere I even dragged my family me and the wife we, we just absolutely loved the band and wherever we got to go backstage and meet them downtown at the Orpheum they played one year and it was great and that's the kind of stuff that I take out of the Constellation Festival yeah. is like you you bringing in different musical acts it may not be your taste yeah. but if you take the second to open your mind for a minute listen to them there's some really good yeah, stuff. And there's some never great acts. Yeah. And, and like you say, great Canadian talent that is in all of that. Like yeah. if you do a deep dive into them and open your open open your mind a little bit instead of like, oh, this no, is I don't my mainstream guy pop, you know, top, top ten, like you know, you'll actually realize there's some really cool stuff going on there. Totally. And we like, we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. And I will be yay, back again Steven, myself. Thank yeah. you. Thank I you. I think said the whale. I yes. saw them at uh, one of the Squamish festivals yes. long, long time. And they were like on a first one, 2010 okay, probably. Yeah. One, okay. And they were on a, you know, one of the other stages yeah. and I didn't know who they were and went and I'm like, they were amazing. Yes. Amazing. I never would have thought to, you know, listen to them or anything. So it's like that kind of thing. Totally. You know, Finding these bands. Because one of the biggest problems that artists have is finding the mediums to support them. They just, they really don't exist. TikTok's been amazing, you know, for for exposing a whole bunch of new up and coming artists. It's been so cool. Um, And, you know, Instagram, all of those things, they really have a place. Radio too. Radio's been incredible for a long time, but it only has a very small, small portion of the artists that it gets to, as you well, know from radio, right? Well, radio has changed. I mean, I got into radio mainly because of people like Rob Robson. Yeah. Oh my God. Fox, way back in the day. The I mean, best. He, he's the guy who's recognized. Like, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Rob Robson, you would never heard of Nickelback. You yeah. Never heard of Van Moyce and a lot of other Canadian rock bands, because like like you, the, he had appreciation for underground Canadian talent. He went to the clubs. Yeah. He went finding these bands, uh, as you do, yeah. and, and basically and pr- promote them on the radio station give them a wider audience and radio doesn't do that anymore at least when Sadly. I worked for another evil corporation they <laughs> they didn't do that very much they didn't they didn't find the artists and grow they just basically said what did the chart say we're going to play these people or we're just going to just throw stuff that you already know so this is why you have that mindset when people go to festivals like where's the main lives I don't know any of these people I'm never going to go but you never realize how much you know heart and soul goes into these bands and how much thought goes behind it and when people like yourself uh, curate these things because they know there's a particular sound that you need to hear and go and experience something different, something new, and something uniquely Canadian. Yeah, I yeah mean, thank you. That's we talk about said. like nice. getting out in front of it, and when you talk about this kind of, you know, the Bracknell Arc, the the Constellation uh, Festival, this this series. It's That's the kind of stuff where it just kind of builds so, the name and the yes, reputation. Yes, absolutely. And Squamish actually has another, like a bunch of cool stuff going on downtown too with um, the cidery. With, you know, so Cliffside, they they got an outdoor venue where they were putting on shows mm-hmm. before it got too cold. And they were great. Like they were super fun. Really, really good. And then they're, I think they're opening the Naughty Burl, hopefully Again. when COVID is over. Oh. And to program it with live music. And then another venue that they're hoping to open to program with live music. That's what we need. The more places we have, the better it's going to be. Definitely. Well, speaking of, like, we we're talking about how it's hard for these bands to get exposure. So how do you go and curate these bands for the festival? Like, where do you find them now? You're on Instagram all day, on TikTok all day? Because, I mean, they're not getting the, the exposure, I think, in, in mainstream media as they should, as they used to. Yeah, I talk to people. I talk to a lot of people that I really respect. In the industry, I watch. I I, I watch, you know, it's like I'm always seeing, you know, what the people that I really admire, you know, the taste of, I see what they're 
are listening to Spotify is awesome because I can spy on what everybody's actually listening to. You can see, you know, what your friends are listening to. I'm like, hmm, who's the link? And listen. Um, and then we also have an incredible number of managers and agents who are constantly sending us bands and you know it really way too many for us to get to that's a sad thing i wish that there was more festival time and and you know more nights that we could have bands in but there's so many good bands and that's what we talk about like we talk about venues here locally in our small town i've always said like we we talk about um you know, we try to stay away from the politics on this one here, but we talk about the, you know, the expansion of Brendan Park and, and these kind of things that, you know, the wants versus the needs in, in, in this community and in everybody's community, really, at the end of the day. The gymnasium there, it is the auditorium. That yeah. was meant to be the place to go. It has a massive stage on it. It has a back little thing that goes into where now they hold. But back in the 70s, that was that was like cutting edge. It's no longer. We all know that. Yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, having so many bright music minds, so many bright artistic minds, but not only that, people who bring these kind of things to life, uh, and then also having the talent here locally, like it's not just having the people who will who will promote and and give them the medium. You have to have the talent, and we certainly do. Here. We do have the talent here. Um, like I saw Cat Madden play yeah. at the Cidery yeah. um, in the summer, maybe end of the summer, and she's fabulous. She is. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of Out East. They're incredible. Another band, Loam, so good. We've got the people already here, and they not only do shows, but they produce their own shows and their own music and they're putting it out there like they're just grassroots and it all you know a lot of it happened not not cat so much but the other ones because of covid because they had time right but nowhere to go and nowhere to play so a lot of it was going underground online and i feel like that's where so much of it is is bubbling up through and from and people had so much time to create yeah and they were sad but, yeah. So sad. Yeah. A lot of so country much. songs came out of that you know time help? period. You know going to help us out in Melancholy and hope that, you know, we'll sponsor a lot of shows in town. Back Country Brewing. Yes, right. we yes. love Back Country. That's right. Oh, oh what are you gosh. drinking today? Uh, today, uh, uh, Friar's getting into something that I really like, which is, is a light lager. I got uh, Water Sucks. It really, really sucks. Is that what it says on the can? Yeah, 100%. I, I think, don't you and, love uh, their names? I'm not going to lie to you. Love their names. I'm not going to lie This is actually You know what? I think Ben made that for you. I think I'm, I'm pretty ben sure Ben like, created that was, one for you. I, I've actually lamented the loss of the Skadoosh Kolsch. Uh, it used to be an afternoon favorite at Backcountry. Uh, I've always said to Ben, you know, it was one of those ones you could actually show up at Backcountry flip your laptop open and drink four or five and actually you know sit there and work all afternoon and <laughs> and still be fine you definitely cannot do that with a Widowmaker we no yes <laughs> you cannot they, do that with no. a Widowmaker they call it the Widowmaker yeah, for a reason the Widowmaker's my favorite like oh, hands yeah. down yeah I'm an IPA Man. girl but today I'm drinking a pale ale because I think Ben actually made this one what's for it called me. Um, apparently, I'm a shoplifter. Uh, uh, <laughs> marriage is punishment for shoplifting in some countries. I saw Family. that one. I love that. <laughs> That's definitely so good. my beer. For oh. one, it's really good. And secondly, <laughs> what are you laughing I love at? Love backcountry. No, I'm laughing. No, no, I'm you going. can go there. It's go ahead. Joke. Go there. Come on. You can go there. No. So <laughs> we we talked. <laughs> we spent enough episodes on your marital woes. <laughs> is it marital habits is it, or is it? What are you because about? if it's habitual, like it happens. Seven I'm times. divorced. Like wow, but that's seven okay. Times, like, that's like, okay. Like, what are we on six or are we, <laughs> no. what are we working on? Oh my god! Sorry, I keep forgetting. Sorry. Months. 
Okay. What is good for you? Yeah, right? That's like a trial. Yay, you like had to try sense. it out. See if it works. She's lied to you tomorrow. It's like three times. That's two weeks away. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> two times trying. Yeah, right? Yeah. But what we will go back to, what we have <laughs> talked about the on the show on, on, on more than one occasion is, is stuff that we miss because of COVID. Because the mm. Where Are You At Buds podcast, um, we are trying to tell ordinary people's extraordinary stories. Cool. And, and, and we obviously think, I don't think we could probably deem you ordinary. No, I was going to say, Tamara, you've led a really <laughs> extraordinary life. And you probably were like, nah, you know, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a boring girl. But you're not. Like, you've, you've done some really cool things. But the one thing I would say, like, we all agree that we've, we're missing. I mean, America for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, like sorry, it. this is me. I like it there. He misses his cheese and yogurt. America <laughs> and cheese. But we've all said we miss live entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I think every person, that's their first answer. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Live right? Just going out. Live You're bands. Going out. Music. Music. Out. Yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, even I introverts are sick and tired of being yeah. an introvert at this point in time. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know what's interesting though? I actually went reverse because I've been so out all for a long time. I just like out there, my pretty much my entire professional career. So COVID was this crazy time where I ha- had to stop and I didn't have a choice. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so that's what doing nothing feels like. <laughs> oh yeah. And I then I really liked it. I liked it too much. Right. Too much. But now I mean now it's like overkill. Like it's like okay, yeah. that first year was amazing. Like, wow, this is what you guys all do. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys do all the time. So we talk about we talk about the, you know, where you at buds. Yes. It's kind of like a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a play on on a check in for mental health too as well. Right. And and for us, like for me, like talking about to your story and the constellation festival you hit this high you know you got this all this you, you know the ignorance from well it's not squamish volume music festival this a big hundred thousand people you know, oh my gosh blah, you know steven i honestly didn't even notice that i didn't in all of it i'm like oh well you know what well, people there aren't was gonna... there was but I then we get out of that and, yeah. we, and you go and you you guys successfully pull off this constellation festival like absolutely knocked it out of the park. You guys did a wonderful job. I mean, front end to back end, it was absolutely amazing. You guys did a great job. I think the timing was key too because I like if you try the Constellation Festival, I think a couple years prior, I don't think it would have worked. I think the fact that this town has grown and we have more of a a, a diverse background, let's say, of people here. Yeah. You know, they're looking for something that's a little bit different than your standard fare that that, that Squamish used to offer. So I think the timing was perfect. And, you know, Whistler was getting busier in the summer too. So it's just one of those things where, and Pemberton shut down. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know what, let's fill in that gap. And I think, and the way it was put together, that's why I think it was successful. I don't know if you purposely timed it or you're just like, you know what, let's just throw a festival and went in there without really thinking. I don't know how much market research went into it. Oh, it was, it, you know what, it, we worked hard to find that date and so many factors have gone into choosing it. This year, it's going to be July 22nd through 24th. Um, Ben's birthday from Backcountry, just want to point out, falls in that weekend, so he's planning it already. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> there will be a beer specifically for it, I know. Oh, yeah. um, but it and, is. And where are you at, buds? <laughs> yes, podcast. exactly. Have a special, VIP, special. You have to be in there and, and, and broadcast from behind the <laughs> yeah. scenes we'll be recording um, in July 22 to 24, so we're just putting it out here now. Yeah. Okay, it's like we're super available. good. If you- 
Thank, thank you, thank you, guys. Uh, hold on, let me just check my schedule. Put it in the yeah, yeah. So good. Absolutely open. <laughs> you can have That's the MC good. if you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're yeah. really like. Yeah. What <laughs> that? This is all like just like the ideas are awesome. Yes, they're so good. I just was going to say one more thing about the timing of it. Uh, it took that long, you know, for us to, to do it to get you know the district all on board, the date to figure out a date that nobody else was using those fields. And we needed it when it wasn't rainy and when it wasn't smoky. Like right. so, we're putting all of that out there when things weren't. We weren't competing with Whistler for events that were going on there. We do compete with the fireworks in Vancouver. We we always will if we do it on this weekend. But, it, but we thought that and now Shambhala because they went and moved their stupid festival. I mean, beautiful festival. I love you, Shambhala. But. They moved, they moved it to the same, weekend? To the same weekend because the smoke got so bad oh. for them in August that they decided it just made sense to move it. So that's competition, but they're different festivals. They're different though, like it's a they different are vibe, right? totally. Like it's, yeah. You know, that's a beautiful well, psychedelic magical land. And too. I mean, tons I mean, through ticket sales. I think I'm sure the majority was from locals. Yes, it better be from locals. Yes, right. um, fifty. I think you know. I, I don't have the stats completely in my head, but it's like fifty-five percent from Squamish and then the rest from predominantly the Lower Mainland. Some Americans, some Australians, too, like, families. families. Oh my gosh! Like I had my whole family oh there the whole weekend. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. So good for kids. Like we were riding bikes down there. I mean, it was excellent. And we really don't even was. know how many kids were there because we, the, you know, kids twelve and under were free um, the first year. We might have to change that, but uh, we had twelve hundred wristbands for them just so that we could keep a count. We ran out on the first night, oh, so we wow. have no idea. How many? Uh, it was probably the there. pink bus full of that balls. Bad, like, <laughs> I mean, balls. Probably, you know, bad ball bus. It was a ball was buster. So, oh, what? Did you, what? So the first year, there is there's crazy. this massive pink bus. I think it was I mean, called the love, in, bus. the love bus. It was so good. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a free for all disaster. I mean, People no, could have died. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it. Like we went because I got complaints on a walkie-talkie. The ball pits going crazy. What's our insurance? Out of the bus. I mean, there's kids coming out the window. They're like five-year-olds, and and then the the ten-year-olds just pegging off the five-year-olds with the balls, and it was like pandemonium. It was danger. It was like the most. It was the only thing that went kind of sideways. It was, it was like the ball pit. I think some of the parents were calling it like Babysitter 2000 or something. They loved like, it. Hey, here you go. Put the kids in. The I think the weed garden was right next the door. Weed garden. <laughs> 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 oh, it was too good. The, 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 the things spot. you see. The kids things, and listen, but you know, I, I'm one of I those think I'm kidding. I, I hope I'm you, kidding. You really, you've got to expose your kid <laughs> to these kind of things so they have a queer understanding. They know the line between the two like there's you know what I mean it, it, so yeah I, I quite thoroughly enjoyed it I'm no, so I glad my see, see, I'm so weed, glad. the first festival to actually have a weed garden yes like official weed garden yes right? yes yeah. the first amazing. legal weed garden at a festival so fun and we had an amazing sponsor yeah, too right, Aurora the first. They were right the first, yeah. yeah and I remember walking yeah. down the walking into the festival like Wow, that's the smell of change. Definitely. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I want to have the first <laughs> mushroom fantasy garden Woo! now, too. If I could get the mushroom fantasy land next, that would be a beautiful thing, too. Because what? I know that the community of Squamish is fond of the mushroom. Yeah. I know that. I'm learning that, too. Have you yeah. learned this? Yeah. Yes. And so... I may you know, or may not have. <laughs> I, like, I, I may not or may not 
have some on my person. And I don't have any right now, but Microdose. Everyone pulls out their microdose. <laughs> Everyone's got the different Well bottle. last time last time I came across oh. a talking dinosaur, so I'm not thinking that was a microdose. microdose at that point. That was not supposed to be a microdose. Slightly a macro. That was not microdose. No, <laughs> that it was is a not. giant triceratops actually talking to me. I'm like, that's not a microdose this time. Wow. No, I think I might have taken too much. Yeah. So how cool so to though. keep it on track. Okay, sorry. Sorry to keep it on track before we start. I did. I asked the RCMP too. I said to them when we're in our meetings, you know, for security, and I said, now, what if we sold mushrooms? Is that illegal? And they said, yes. Okay. But it's got to check because you have to check. One day it's not going to be illegal. It's not going to be illegal anymore. It's not. It'll be fine. It's coming. It's happening soon. It's coming. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. We're going to be the first. Who knows? Yes. And we'll be the first again. Again, again. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, and also zero waste. Okay, one more thing. 94% wow. diversion rate. So only 6% of all the waste created went into a landfill, and we're so proud of that. Wow. That is pretty cool. That is actually that's, That is really, pretty cool. That's very good. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, back to you, so Stephen. Sorry. We, <laughs> She's like anchoring the news. <laughs> okay, Friar, back to you. Back to you, Friar, in the studio. Oh, my God, you're so lucky. Uh, she said what? that to you. What? She didn't say that to me. Oh, no, Evelyn, Tamara I will. Just, I will. I'll okay, okay, just one right I know. You're so lucky. Oh my god. I'm getting lobbed from Tamara. I wish I had I'm, I'm actually blushing right now. You can see it, can't you? Yes. So we, mm-hmm. we talked about the festival, like we're hitting this high. You're you got it in stride. You have a massively successful first year. Everything goes well and then bam. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. And it's like you know, like shot in the gut. Like mm-hmm. we're you know, I know it it it's in a, it's not just you. It's it's an everybody. army of people that that it takes to pull mm-hmm. this thing off and to pull it off to the rate that would, at which you guys did. Um, but like, where are you guys at? Like, oh. where are you at, buds? We when that comes down. <laughs> we were so we had a crazy lineup. It was beautiful. We were getting ready to launch like the the ticket sales and the lineup, and then this thing, this thing. This thing. We kept watching yeah. like this thing. It's now it's you know. February, we're launching. We thought um, March, you know, we're going to do March 15th, you know, launch date. But all of a sudden, we see this thing coming. We're like, well, are we going to be able to? Like, what's happening? And our team is incredible. Our front of house box office manager and ticket manager, she does, you know, the Just for Laughs Festival. And she did the Squamish Valley Music Festivals in Skookum. And she's a genius when it comes to, like, what's going on with ticket sales and people's mindsets. And she's like, guys, people... People are getting scared. They're stopping buying tickets. We have to consider, like, can we put tickets on sale now? Is it going to work? Do we wait? So we kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it till finally we were just like, I remember May the 4th being the last date because we think this is it. May the 4th be with you. It will be. We'll be able to do it. It's going to be awesome. And no, we didn't get. And then we were just like, we can't do this. We'd already had to put out deposits on everything because you have to pay everybody up front before you actually even open the festival gates. It's an incredibly expensive business. And we were terrified because nobody thought about a pandemic. Nobody ever, it never even occurred to us as we were like plopping down money for all the headliners and the and the stages and that, that that was going to be happening. And we didn't know if we'd get it back. We didn't know what the situation was, but incredibly, incredibly, everybody was unbelievably understanding and did refund the money except for insurance companies don't Stephen it's okay it's evil corporations I, I'm not, 
Get I'm wifey no in here. On that end of it. Oh, let's get so Kelly in here. Kelly, no. You're on the good side. I'm on the good side. You're on the bright on the side. side. Bright side. You are a great sunshine when you show up. I'm putting everybody back together. Yeah, I love that. You show up and make roofs come back on your house and stuff. I love that. You love that. I don't want to be the guy with that news anymore. It long ago stopped being about the policyholder and ensuring that you know they were taken care of and became something way different that I just didn't want to be. Service Master Squamish. Yeah, so good. Shameless plugs. Shameless so plugs. good. Well, when my roof blew off in a storm, I was so happy. I that one in. It wasn't even from me. Shameless plugs. I was so happy to see you show up at my house after the roof blew off. More of a shameless plug. Right? Yeah. yeah. Save the day. New yeah, roof. That was, that was crazy. Good. That was crazy. That was crazy. That so was you know crazy. that house, right? It's got, we put an old metal roof. I didn't, I say we, it wasn't me. It was Lauren <laughs> and Pete. They put it on, you know, 2000 new old metal roof. It was actually from the Fraser wharves from the 1800s. So it was a recycled old metal, metal roof with a roof with a rust patina on it. That so was pretty. Like awesome. So pretty. But one night in December, like two years ago, all of a sudden, it was kind of like, because the the wind just got it, and then it was like slamming back on that. Um, the house is like rocking, and it was the craziest thing. I was just home with my nephew alone, and it was terrifying. But I woke up and I called my friend Stephen, and he's like, "Be right there, buddy." And he did. Within hours, the guy was on the roof fixing it. Not even joking. It was magical. Well, you have such a beautiful. You got a beautiful farmhouse and amazing property in Brackendale. Like Mm. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, It's not just in Brackendale. It is the heart and the lifeblood (laughs) of Brackendale. Yeah. Like you can't just say this is where the town of Squamish. I mean, apart from Newport, began. Like right this house down. there, it's amazing. the Grant Farm, yeah. the Judd, the, the Grants. Yeah, the Judd. Like this is where this town began. Interesting. So um, I've heard that you've had um, movies and yes. whatnot shot at your, Lots. At your property. Yes. Yeah, like anything. All kinds of fun, crazy movies. So um, tons of Hallmark movies. Christmas ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I think four, maybe. And I don't remember the names except for maybe a Christmas Shepherd. Maybe I remember that. What kind of beer are you getting now? Same, same. Nice. You the, like it. Good. He's getting the fryer lager. That's good. He's getting the fryer lager. <laughs> um, and then Antlers, that was one where they took the house, painted it green before the roof blew off. They painted the whole house, I think it was green, and um, redid the entire house on the inside. Wow. The entire thing. Took out all, all the appliances to make it look like it was from the 1970s. Crazy horror really movie. Like, for those, just... for the Hallmark ones, not so much. Like, they just use everything. They said, oh, we like the way you decorated. Oh, Can yeah. we use all your cups and your mugs and your knives and your forks? I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. It's fine. That's Can fun you be too. in the movie? <laughs> what else? <laughs> it's fun seeing it. But when we bought it, the house was uh, dilapidated. It was it was going back to the earth. Really, it was in bad shape. And so, Lorne, my partner, he he single handedly put it back together again. And I give him all the credit for that because it would. I don't think it would have survived. It had been for sale for a long time, but it was scary, like actually scary. And it is haunted. Is it? Hundred percent. Oh my! Well, tell me, like. What have you seen? Is that the shroom stalking or really? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, not shrooms. Okay, what have you seen? It's legit. I need uh, to know. Okay, this... well, I don't, I've never seen anything. Um, the toilet has flushed by itself, but uh, which which I think was 100% for me because it was on my birthday. Um, Tommy Judd died in the house. I'm certain others have too, but Tommy, I believe, is the one haunting the house. And so he came back from World War One. 
in, um, I think it was 1917 or 18, and he got um, the Spanish flu, which, you know, very much like this pandemic, just like swept the planet, and he died in, in one of the rooms. And it was so funny because when we first moved into that house, that, that was the room my son Charlie chose. He was like four at three or four at the time. And he's like, I want this room as close to the bathroom. Um, he never slept again. I'm not kidding. He didn't sleep probably till he was nine. He ended up sleeping with me Whoa. for years. He was terrified. Really? Of, yeah. About just the energy in there. Nobody's really they're ever so slept. They're so to the energy mm-hmm. when you're with kids when they're that, especially when they're that young. Yeah. And my daughter, he, Tommy, the ghost of particularly seems to like blondes and he really likes my daughter Alex he he's he's you know made his presence known to her the most and my sister-in-law who's like a hot bombshell blonde he really likes her but i don't get i don't get visits like i think that he flushed the toilet cuz my hair is silver now and he liked it he thought it was great or it was blonde it's not great he thought it was blonde <coughs> so he flushed the toilet for me on my birthday and anyway, we tried to get rid of Tommy one time, but then he didn't leave. And then we said, like, just stay. Do you like talk to him? Like, hey, uh, all the time. All the time? All the time. <laughs> I made you some pasta. Sit down. He's not much of an eater, but. He's not much of an eater. <laughs> It's like a Ouija board. Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Can we get a candle out? Like a Ouija board? Like seriously, walk me through it. Like, like, do, do we, like I know for those of you out there who don't know, Tamara's got a, a great social media. Get on it. Have a look at it. Now I'm pumping. I get to well, lob one back to you. Oh, thanks, but Stephen. this is one of those things that you do too as well. Like I do. Some, some of this medium stuff. So. Speak to like what? Like this isn't like kids pulling on a Ouija board and a candle anymore. It's interesting. Well, I um I actually have a show on Clubhouse with an incredible woman by the name of Dr. Divi Shadna, and she is psychic. She doesn't like the word psychic, um, but she's medium and she's really an intuitive, energetic worker. And I had you know I, I was recommended her. She's like a medical doctor and she was a therapist. And after my kids went through some really traumatic times like Sammy was really badly burned and my son got meningitis and my daughter had been sexually assaulted my oldest daughter and I I was having a hard time figuring out how am I going to deal with this like I don't I don't have the strength and normally I do but I didn't know and I was recommended to Dr. Divi and my friend who recommended me who's super conservative and I'm really surprised she recommended me now she's like she's kind of woo 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 but you know like I think you guys will get along and so my first meeting with Dr. Divi I never met her in person. Um, I still have only met her in person once, and we've been friends now for, I think, three years. Um, I started working with her, and very quickly, I just noticed my intuition was just getting stronger. And so every time I hung out with her, I was getting more intuitive hits, and um, I don't know how it happened, but we have a show together, and that's what happens. I get guidance, wisdom, actually, that just comes when people have issues or problems and the two of us together can just help unravel problems with guidance that we're getting from the universe. I love this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so where can we see this show? Well, okay, so Clubhouse is a really interesting platform. It's all audio, and I like to call it a giant virtual conference center. So within the conference center, there are rooms, and they're like seminar rooms, and there are, at any given time, hundreds of thousands of people in different rooms talking about really, really interesting things. And so that's where we are every second Monday. And you could just like come on in and listen. And what happens is you have a little profile pic when you're in the room on your phone and Divi will be looking at the phone. And if your guides 
while you're listening have something to tell you she will get a little golden glow around your profile pic and then we call you up and um and then divvy said why are you why do you think you're here why do you think and they're like "Mm, i don't know just like I'm going to tell you. And then boom, goes right into it. It's incredible. She's wild. Yeah. And she's written a book called You Don't Look Psychic with her uh, her coach, Lynette Brown. And it's fantastic because each and every one of us is. We just, as human beings, shut it all down. Yeah. Well, we were told, like, I mean, witches were burned at the stake. Anybody who was exhibiting any kind of behavior that was just a little uh, outside of the norm had to be shut down. Yeah. Um, And it's now time to open it up because I think the energy is what is going to save the world like our positive energy is what is going to save the world we, we need a lot yeah. more of that yeah definitely a lot more positive energy yeah i, I believe in the creative ether yeah where, where absolutely because, like there'll be people from different parts of the planet getting same ideas and developing them and then be like i developed this and then someone on the other side of the planet is like i did the same thing let's collaborate and make it happen okay i got a hilarious story about that so i was catching the ferry on uh like Tuesday morning early with my kids to come back. I had to do a voiceover in Vancouver and they wanted to go shopping. So I'm like, okay, I couldn't sleep, but I did fall asleep. You know how you do that when you can't sleep and then you fall asleep for like 15 minutes before you have to wake up? Well, I did that. And in that time, I had a dream about Dave Grohl, who I love so much. And, you know, from Foo Fighters and we were in a haunted house together and a lot of people were sleeping in this haunted house, but he and I were the only ones who couldn't. And there was a monster on my shoulder that I couldn't get off, but he knew how because his wife studied how to get rid of monsters. Anyway, we walked around this haunted house and it was crazy and hilarious. And I, alarm went off and I woke up and I'm like, oh, I want to go back there to the haunted house with Dave. I love him. (laughs) And I told my kids as soon as I was in the car driving them and they're not listening to me, Although they heard me, but they weren't listening. They're like, yeah, that's weird. And then 12 hours later, I was on my Instagram and I follow Foo Fighters and their trailer for their new horror movie was on. And it's Dave in a haunted house. With, no, I'm not kidding. What? And I sent it to my kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, <sighs> you're not going to believe this. And they all came running from their various places like. Holy shit, mom, you've had this dream. I said, I know. I had the dream. crazy. Creative ether. Mm-hmm. They were putting it out. I know I picked up on it and it came in at that exact time because I've had that happen before. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. That's amazing. No, I love it. I have to listen to this show. I have to. Like, you, I'm yes. I'm so interested when it comes to, the, you know, like psychic and medium stuff. Like I'm, I'm all over that. And the thing about it is like each of us, and I really truly mean it, it's like a fingerprint. Each of us and our psychic ability is as individual as we are. And it yeah. comes in all kinds of different ways. And the more you practice it and work with it, the more it expands and the, and the stronger all of your qualities of psychic nature get. Yep. It's so fun. It's like my favorite thing to do now. So has she been as divvy? Yes. Has she been in your house? No. Oh, like, and that's, yes. this is, like this is I'm like, has she been in there? Like what is, <gasps> what is she? Steven? Oh, that is the best idea what ever. Is, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to get her in. Yes. I think they're going to be creative and ether. I mean, at the end of the day. I'm going to call her. <laughs> no. It's you, you've worked in broadcasting for a long, long time. Yeah. And I've worked in broadcasting a long, long time. I've, I've met a lot of big time stars and actors. Yes. And I, you and I probably are the type that doesn't really get starstruck. Just a time that you've met somebody where you're like, are you a biggest fan? And you couldn't hold back. Okay, so um, immediately Dolly Parton popped into my head. And it's funny because when I first met her, it was in 1986 and I was a child and I didn't get what Dolly Parton was. I had no idea. I mean, like I knew she had songs. I didn't know 
what Dolly Parton was until I met her to interview her. And I can still feel when you talk about positive energy, I can still feel this unbelievable life force that she projected and presented and the love that she gave to me to help lift me, like just lift me as a young person starting out in a business to say, honey, you have no idea how good you are and how talented you are. I am so excited for you. Like this woman was so beautiful and amazing. And then from that moment on, I fell madly head over heels in love with Dolly. And I, I I am head over heels for Dolly Parton. She's changing lives. She She does. With the books. I mean, she's putting millions and millions of dollars in her own little book publishing company. Yeah. She manages to get free books into children's hands all over North America. My kids got a few books from Dolly Parton. It was free. Didn't pay for it. You just sign up. It was through the community services. And she's doing a lot to basically, you know, about her life. She grew up poor and she did not have, uh, the, the, like, all of things. She, like, I mean, guys, she wrote a book about a jacket that her mom Coat of Many together. Colors. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Colors. That was our creative ether together. Yeah. That song is a heartbreaking story of her, her poverty, extreme poverty that she came from. But talking about belief that things are good, things, she is that. She is all of that and more. Garth Brooks is awesome, too. So great, I mean, amazing. He's an amazing. I've met a lot of people, but those two stuck out the most. I heard that you met T Swift too. I sure did. Oh, wait, <laughs> I should say that she's great. She's amazing. She's amazing. Hey? She's, amazing. she's freaking awesome, is what she is. I forgot. I can't believe I. Yeah, she's really cool. I've met her a couple times actually, and she is the real deal. Can we get her at Constellation Festival? Wouldn't that be <laughs> cool? Give her a show. Well, you know, the last time, last time we had somebody on our show. uh Jamie Lynn Hart Wessels. Oh my God! They couldn't, get, they couldn't get her a fight. They could not get oh, her he a fight. Nobody in Canada wanted to, didn't even touch her. Could not get her a fight. Comes on the old, comes on the old. Where are you at, buds? Podcast. Next thing you know, December tenth, title fight, Minnesota title. And she killed it. Title fight. So proud of her. That's incredible. It's so proud of her. Clearly, we're gonna take credit for all of that. You should. You know, you guys. Obviously, she would be. Nothing without you. She's, Although I think she does work a little hard too on her everything. But oh my gosh, yeah. you guys, that's incredible. What's no, what's happening for me? <laughs> what can you predict for my future? Oh, T Swift coming in. T Swift. Talking about the creative I mean, at the end of the day, really. That's, okay, that's a question. So, any little hints as to any more artists that you have for Constellation Festival? Um, no, actually, no. And I wish I. I mean, first of all, I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah, but um, you know, aside from Sarah McLaughlin, which it's is amazing crazy too Huge. oh my gosh guys you know she can't wait to be backstage part-time in squamish her. right <laughs> so you do know that she has something in common with you uh no you both uh, uh, you both had a claim attended to by Stephen Fryer. oh for Just god's so sakes you. and that's Sarah probably, well. that's probably, Sarah probably doesn't even know it <laughs> so Actually, love her. i'm pretty sure Sarah doesn't know it yeah she's great you guys she's great she's great and she lives here i know Right? Yeah. Like Sarah. That's crazy. Not Whistler. No, she said, sorry, Whistler, I'm selling that house. I'm moving to Squam Town. But then she also has uh, West Vancouver and Tofino, the three hottest yeah. places in Canada. 
Because why not? Maybe we get her on the Where You At Buds podcast. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know because, like, you know, I'm not her agent or manager. I'm not going to sign your final check unless you get on this podcast. We're tight. We're, we're super tight. Shed, drinking backcountry <laughs> brewing beer. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, she yeah. really, truly is amazing. Oh, She's yeah. generous and kind, and she is. Uh, she came up with the idea to do the festival and I will be grateful to her for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, that and a couple bottles of wine. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the mushrooms. Maybe some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she does that. I don't know. She's very fit. I mean, very fit. She's like super fit. I don't know if you know that. Like a killer fit human. She you know, goes up to the Callahan, I think, every day and does 37K and and then she does her yoga and then she goes for a 10K walk. She's unbelievably fit. She's a machine. What's that, what's that festival? Not the festival. It's the, um, they have that at the, the, the Railway Museum. Oh, the Crave? The, crave, yes. yeah, Crave. I saw, I saw actually a Crave last year. You're right. She is fit. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, Sarah's here. Sarah's here. Look, Sarah's here. Like, um, I was there. Fit. Nobody said that to me. <laughs> I <would've>. Thank you. <laughs> you know I would have. Thank you. I love you, Evelyn. <laughs> Oh my, is God, is <laughs> oh my God! I'll do that next time. Thank you. Right, if you, that's awesome. Was it like, when the Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac band was there, right? Shelly, Fleetwood Mac band. Look over there. It's Tamara Taker. It's Tamara. It's Tamara Taker over there. Oh I get that all God. the time. Still, still. I hope she gets. Are you Tamara Stanners? I hope she does. <laughs> I know. I'm going to like just make Marcus like have to like cut and cut and cut and recut stuff. He's like, what else is new? Marcus is not new. This is not new. So Tamara, where did you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Well, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, but I grew up in St. Albert, Alberta, the home of Mark Messier. Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, Hockey player. He's a hockey player, Mark Messier. Mark Messier's family was ruthless. His dad was one of the best coaches of all time. Yes. They had... That's you lobbing me up like, hey, here's Steve. Here it is. Cut the net. Just get it. Just get it. No. This year, my perking up. She's laughing. This is how I do it. Oh, God. I she's know that. I used to be an insurance claims yeah, adjuster. I can tell you wherever I want the convo to go, too. No, but that was good. No, but yeah. Like, it's just Mark Messier. It wasn't just no. Messier. It was his family. Like, just like. Wayne had Walter. Like, Messiers are, like, crazy. There are many and, Messiers. And if you go and listen to some of these podcasts, like, about, like, hockey podcasts, deep dive ones, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We've established that Friars heard of Messier. Yeah. Okay. Well, still, if you go into St. Albert, my hometown, where many of my family members still live, you have to go on Mark Messier Drive to get there to the home. See, because, like, it's a big deal. Anyway, um, yes. So, St. Albert was a beautiful, lovely place. In fact, a lot of, it's a, it's got a, it really had a really high standard of living for some reason. I, do, I still don't know why. I think that this little subdivision, <laughs> it was a subdivision town, but for some reason, they had all this stuff. Best pools, best rinks, best river skating thing. Anyway, and a roller skating rink. And I was that was my first job, TJ the DJ at a roller skating rink. I love roller skating and I love DJing. Two turntables and a microphone. Oh. And that was when I started I my got first job. Turntables and, and a microphone. microphone. That's correct. I think Beck wrote that Where about me. At. Don't ever sure. <laughs> Where it's at. So you should play the Constellation Festival. Oh my god, Beck. Oh yeah. I should. You, you know should. what? You know what? I should. Yeah. And I think about it and then I think, oh, I haven't done that in so long. Could I still? <laughs> 
Would I? Do Could it in I? The weed room. Or the, in the, the weed, weed garden. garden. Oh my god, that's yes. a great idea. TJ the DJ returns. Up. Okay. <laughs> See? Look at all the good ideas that are coming. It's just like nonstop. <laughs> I just have to, to learn ether. how again. <laughs> the creative ether. Yeah. But so St. Albert, awesome town. I was five when I decided to go into radio. I'm just going to take, you know, just tell you how this happened. Five, because I heard the people in the box. I loved the radio. I loved the Beatles and I loved the Supremes. And I heard this guy talking about the Beatles one night on 630 Chet. I was a little kid. I'm like, Dad, how do I get in there? Like, how do I do that? And he's like, oh, well, you know, you just, there's people with the microphones and you just go to the station and you make it happen. I'm like, I am doing that. I honestly thought they were all on the radio. Like I literally thought that that's where the How people were. Yeah. How did they get in there? Um, and yeah, so I, I, I listened to music ever since and I just loved it so much. I listened to radio and I, I was a student of that, all of that. Like, how does that happen? How, what's going on? And I, I then realized they were not actually in the radio, but they were at a station and I loved it. And I was fascinated by Canadian music. I just, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I was so proud of any Canadian that made it to the radio. It made me very proud. And so I just the only music program that didn't complain about CanCon. I am. In fact, I wanted to play more. And you know, most were super upset to have to play like thirty percent. I we at the peak played forty five because we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, no, that whatsoever. That'll teach them. <laughs> Show them something. CRTZ. <laughs> No payola here. Nope. So I'm gonna continue with okay. the with Sorry. the with the stuff with okay. the with the making Marcus really work for his buck Living. that he's not even getting. No money. Um you talked about Jim Patterson paid you boatloads of money and you came up with one oh two point seven a peak. Uh and I I don't know, think I said boatloads. I think you might have misheard his, me. Yeah, but you <laughs> I swear it's boatloads. Maybe that's all I think I'm he hearing. just said he, they paid me to do it. Okay, that's well, like they paid me loads, money. Boat loads. Because, I think what I he said, said was boat. You're on boat. a boat you with Jimmy boat. P. But yes. not just a boat. Like Jimmy P's boat. That's right. The Nova Spirit. The boat. The Nova Spirit. And Evelyn, you're like, huh? This Jimmy P. And I'm like, what? Hey, no, no. I've seen his Christmas lights, man. I know exactly who he she is. She knows Jimmy P. I know who he is. Okay, I just want to make sure because... I didn't know if you were shit me or not. No, you. Well, <laughs> I don't call him that. So if you would have said Jim Patterson, I would have been like, okay. <laughs> you know, no, Jimmy P. No, I, I want to know about this know. experience, I but him. I want to give you my background. I worked in downtown Vancouver for a long time. I was a big suit and all this other stuff. I'm walking down. Anyways, doing one what? Adjusting. Quaves adjusting. Top floor, man. Hey, looking over the corner. Business man. Business man. man. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm walking one day. Coming back from the, uh, I, I believe it was the Pan Pacific, like where all the hockey players stay. People don't really understand, but that's where they stay. So when you first come in off of Georgia, that's where the hockey players stay. So, they, anyways, we're over there. I had to go meet a guy. I'm not dropping names, but have a coffee at the Starbucks in the bottom hotel. And he was walking back to my office. Jimmy P, just like billionaire, walking out in the middle of a van, like old fella, like literally no security detail or <laughs> nothing. Like you could have just put him in a van and took off. With totally. Could have just like kidnapped cute little him. Jimmy. Yep. Run up to him like, hi. No, this is the craziest me. thing about this whole story is we stopped. He was chin up like this was Squamish. And we said hello to each other. How are you? 
how's the day, blah, 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 how's your day going? We carried on a convo like it was like he was a Squamptonian and we were in front of like chaos kids and just like on our way to the mailbox and we had this five minute off the cuff and I, I was Can so I gobstruck your- when I left. I'm like, that was Jim Patterson. He's magic. He's worth millions and billions of dollars and yet he just stops has rando combos of people on the sidewalk on his way probably down to his boat so oh i don't know he, he might have been going because his, his office is in the penthouse of the shaw tower which is really close to there yes and he walks up 18 flights of stairs uh i don't know if he's still he's almost 90 but he walks up he was up until five years ago walking up at least once a day 18 flights of stairs Mm-hmm. So what was that like? like what we're working for what Jimmy? Was, no, never, never mind working. I don't care about the work the stuff. Boat. I want to know start. about the boat. You know, yeah. you're, what was on the I'm boat, Tamara? What, what is on the boat? What is on the boat? What does the boat look like? The boat's like? awesome. What was that like? There are five king-size suites on the boat. There's one uh, that's called the Oprah Suite. That's the one that she and Stedman stay in when they go there. Because uh, Jimmy, Oprah, and Stedman are very good friends. Stedman is Jimmy's best friend because... On in like in Jimmy's office up in the penthouse, he's got you know photographs like you have your hockey hockey posters, but they're photographs of him with every single famous human on the planet. They just like surround the office everywhere. This is like a ma- James Bond office, massive with all these photographs. And I just asked him once, I mean, who is your favorite out of all of these people? Because I was looking at the Oprah one. And I said, is it Oprah? And he's like, oh, no, she's she's all right. She's all right. I'll show you my favorite. And so he takes me walking down the hallway and he's like, there he is. And it's Stedman jumping off the yacht. You know, it's like so high. I have no idea how high that yacht is. It's super high. But Stedman jumping off and you can see the coastal mountains in the background. He's like, that's that's my favorite. He's the best person I've ever met. He's incredible. He's like, Oprah, she's good. She knows what she wants. But Stedman, he's the best person I've ever met, which is really cool. And I totally took that to heart. But really, the best part of the story was one day because I became friends with the captain of the yacht, Scott, and the first mate and the chef. You know, I just became friends with everybody because I was on there and I like them. And they're nice people and they loved Mother Mother and I brought Mother Mother on the boat. So they, I'm their favorite person. And one day I was at the Sunshine Coast because we built a house on the Sunshine Coast and it had a dock and the skipper knew that the captain of the yacht and he called me and I was at the grocery store, which is about five minutes away. And he's like, Tamara, can we come bring the boat to your dock? Because Fraser has to pee and Fraser is Jimmy's dog. I'm like, yes. And I dropped everything in the store and I went like literally ran ah! <laughs> screaming. I couldn't get there fast enough because I was so excited. And we, you know, went to the dock, me, all of my children, I think in total, because we had guests too, there were like 13 of us standing there like, hi, and they had, you know, backed up the yacht and were afraid to actually tie it to the dock because it was, the, the boat is way too big for any dock that we had and it would have it just wouldn't have worked. So they backed up the yacht and, and John, who is like the second mate, he got off the boat with the dog. And then Jimmy's like, Jimmy and Mary are standing there. He's like, you want to come on board for a cocktail? And I was like, uh-huh. Yes. And so everybody got on board and, you know, he's like just seriously the most gracious guy, sweetest man. And I love him very much and he gave me again the opportunity to help all of these artists in a radio station where there were no people sitting over us saying make more money 
for a short time, you know, like seven years we had to make magic. And so I'm incredibly grateful. But then my kids jumped off where Stedman jumped off. I said, where did Stedman jump off? And he's like, oh, you think the kids might want to? I said, 100% they do. So they did. And that was the end of my Stedman story. And they drive <laughs> you back up to Squamish on the boat? No. Because we had, you know, we were going to have dinner. We made pie. Like, and I invited them. It's like, would you like to come for dinner? And they said, oh, actually, we just have dinner ready. We just wanted to take Fraser for a pee. Can I? It was be, awesome. I, I love this dog. Like, right? Is the life that dog has? Fraser. Fraser's cute. Yeah. Fraser's really cute. I think Fraser has a good job and he's a good dog. Okay, another story uh, about Jimmy. I called him like two years ago because I just wanted to say hi. I call him at least once a year just to say hi because I appreciate him very much. And I want to thank him always for all of the gifts I've received due to his kindness. And I just missed him because (laughs) it's so funny because Maureen, who is his assistant, who has been by his side as his assistant for like 65 years now or longer is forever, like really, really long time. She's like, oh, Tamara, you just missed him. He just left for Saskatchewan. He wants to go to the the John Deere dealerships there. And I said, oh, that's that's nice. And he's got a private jet and he drives. Once a year, he gets in his truck and he drives and he sleeps in his back seat in a sleeping bag. She's like, yes, he's going to take he's going to take two weeks so that he can do a road trip and sleep in the back of the truck and like, oh, my God, he's the greatest. And he just likes to see the changes. He likes to see the world. He likes to be on top of things too. He also just bought, interestingly, because one of the voiceovers, the voiceover I did just before, just after my Dave Grohl dream is for the Pattison Group and I do their um, corporate video and every year he buys and sells things. So this year he's bought a massive farm, like a massive farm for growing food, which I thought was incredible because I, you know, mostly he's shifting trying to offload some of the not maybe as environmentally friendly things and then get into things that are more beneficial. Wow. Yeah, I love him. Just talk about like ahead of things. Yeah. And, and down to earth. He's not just ahead of things. No. He, he listens. He does. And he likes to plan 25 years out. So, you know, when most of us are thinking, hey, what do you want to be doing in five years? He's like, what is happening 25 years from now? Wow. So, like, what do we do to, to get there? Which is... Crazy. Yeah. Uh, you talked a little bit about uh, about your kids. Oh, I love my you kids. You talked about your family. I love and my you do. children. If you, again, if you following Tara <laughs> on social media, you will know that. Which you should Tamara, be. Which you <laughs> oh, should be. Oh, thank you be. very much. Um, again, simply to just broaden your horizon when it comes to music. I mean, it's you really have opened my eyes. And you're, you have some amazingly talented children. And you. you do get to showcase them a little bit too as well. So maybe speak a little bit to, sure. to them too as well. well. Maybe what they're up to because who knows? Maybe they're the next ones on Who even knows? Oh my gosh, it'd be so amazing. Um, they're awesome. I mean, obviously I love them. They're my kids. Like, they're no bias. So sweet. No bias at all. Yeah. And I, 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 you know what? It's so funny because <laughs> yes, I have a favorite. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie tells Charlie. me daily that I'm his favorite, that he's my favorite. Charlie, every day is like, I'm your favorite. I'm your favorite. I'm your favorite. And I never, I never confirm or deny because they're all my favorites. I'm not even kidding. I just, I, how can you have a favorite? Oh, they're so I different. I have a favorite. Do you? <laughs> how many kids do you have? Two. And you have a favorite? No, I don't. <laughs> no, it's, which one is less annoying today? Yes. Yeah, right? That's kind of how it works. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. They're never annoying. 
No. They uh, all moved home for the pandemic. That was one thing, right? And they're adults. They're all adults now. And so that's been really interesting. I drive them crazy and I don't even try. It's just like an easy thing for me to do. I just like by being. I think that's... <laughs> by being. Just by being, I do that's it. That's the funnest thing about being a parent, right? I know. It's like literally tormenting your children. It's the awesomest. But there's dad jokes or yeah. just mom interjecting. Yeah. Or Life's a Exactly. Wisdom. Apparently, apparently I sing to myself all the time. I don't know that I'm doing it but but now the eye rolls are like you know like oh my god you're never gonna stop but aside from that it's great we get along really well they are incredibly talented human beings I have said and I've stopped saying it that I and I said it from the time they were young it's like oh my god they're cursed with a lot of talent and I meant that because it is so hard because the music industry is the hardest thing in the world and it wasn't what I wished for my children (laughs) and all of them are musicians and they're really good and I don't know what that means for them and I just hope for them that they have joy in anything they do whatever that is and I almost want to take the pressure away from them from the music and say like do it because you love it and for no other reason than that and then you know and then follow follow your joy follow your bliss whatever that looks like because success you know, and I put that in quotation marks for you who can't see me, and I put them in the little quotation marks. Success. Their fingers are up. What the heck is that? Their quotes are up. Yeah. I have had the opportunity to do a lot of really amazing things. I hated a lot of them. They weren't fun. Like acting. You know, I literally had a phone call from an agent saying, hey, do you want to act? I'm like, okay. You know, people work so hard to get to that position, and it fell on my lap. I did it. I thought, I've never done anything I liked less than that. It wasn't for me. But everybody looked at that and said, oh, my God, you're so successful. You get all these parts. I didn't even want them. Many things throughout life have been like that. And I found the most joy in in really some of the simplest things, like hanging out with you guys. It's fun. That's success. Yeah, I agree. Hanging out with us is like the fucking oh, God. Like you, <laughs> okay, Tamara, if you, you had to do this. You no, know no, you no. fucking hit the top when. I did it. You made it you to the top. The Where You At Buzz podcast. Was made it to the top. Yourself. Water sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. Backcountry beer, and you're just hanging out with Fryer, and he's dressed to the night. Imagine doing this every week. That's so fun. <laughs> with him? That's so fun. Uh, We're going to end this right now. Oh, Good I night. love him. <laughs> Whatever. He's going to go pee. He's going to get, he's get, gonna get beer. more beer. More beer. Thirsty Thursday. Hey, yeah. Can I have a bubbly? A buble. A buble. Hey, do you know buble? I do. You do? Can you yeah. get him on the show? Let me see. Let me <laughs> see if I can. Tamara, can you get anyone on the show? Okay, here's a point. Anything other than peach, though? Yeah. Do you have anything other than peach? No, he doesn't. But what it is about Canada dry soda? Just plain old. Just plain old Canada dry soda. Do you want a nest tea? Oh, ginger ale. I do the Oh, yeah. Ginger ale? Ginger ale. There you go. Okay, and I'll have the peach. Okay, so um, Michael Bublé, funny story. I, a couple of years, no, it's like a long time ago, 2009, Junos, we're here in Vancouver. And I was at a party at the Warehouse Studios. And it was after one Juno Award ceremony because they have two, Saturday and then the Sunday that's televised. And so we went to the party at the Warehouse and it was amazing. It was super cool. Like, I, I, it was just as we were starting the peak and that's why I got an invitation. And... Everybody was there, like all the people. And Michael Bublé was performing. And so he just walks in and I was standing by the bar and with my friend who also worked at the station. And he came up and I was like, oh my God, that's Michael Bublé. And he's like, Tamara, oh my God, I haven't seen you forever. I'm like, 
yeah, and hugged him. We never met. We've never met before that. But I think he saw me on TV and thought we had, like he knew me from TV or something. So he thought we knew each other. And so I just played right along. We've been friends like, forever. Yes, he's it. like my bestie. No, now. so the thing is, he's 100%. super funny too. Hey, I've so seen, like, funny. And the guy has an ice arena in his house. Mm-hmm. He's wouldn't. got a full rink. He's got a zampone. I'll tell you right now. Like, we talk about, like, I need we, to go there. Like just going back to like concerts. Like I'll never forget Michael Bublé. GM plays. Just stops. Everything. Nothing but him. Turns the microphone off. One spotlight on. Center stage and just belts it out. And you could hear him yeah. from the stage to the very back seat and the top of the house. It was insane. Mm. Like, again, we talk about like atmosphere and like experiences. You know, 69 people in the, in the, in the Brackenell Art Gallery. Like, this was, this was GM place, yeah. Rogers yeah. Arena. Like, Michael Bublé on a stage in the middle, one spotlight on, no microphone on, and just letting it go and his hometown. And it was amazing. I'm glad you guys have a nice experience with him because when I worked for my evil corporation, he came in for a couple of interviews and he, I guess it was a bad day. I'm sorry. No, but it's he's okay. For but, a million I mean, but, dollars. Then, but then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he's, he's Canadian. He has to be nice, right? Not all Canadians are nice. No, I think we know not. that for sure. I think We're that we've seen that it. Now, like you know, it. for the longest time, didn't you think that everybody was nice? Like, honestly, I, I, I don't know if maybe we had blinders on. I don't know if maybe I was naive. But only really recently, like in the past couple of years, have I seen like the, the darkness or the darker side. I didn't see it before at all. I didn't even know it existed. Just literally go on Squamish Speaks. Oh my gosh, I don't. <laughs> I do not. Moms? I don't. Dude, I don't do that. I don't have, listen, I can't get on Squamish Moms. I don't have the gateway that get. I don't have the key that gets you in it. What? To Squamish Speaks? No, Squamish Moms. Oh, I was going to say, you want me to add you? Oh, Squamish Moms. Yeah. There we go. But quite honestly, like, again, talking about, like, the pot, like, seriously, there are some people who just need to get off but, but like social said, media and just get out yeah. and stop with the, the rain Talk to people. Talk to people. Around. Talk to other people. But, but I'm glad to hear nice stories about my Google Blake because it shows you there is, you know, he, he might have been just had an off day and he's actually a very nice fellow. And it's funny thing is I'm the admin to Squamish Dads and it's like 90 Squamish guys. Dads? That's like 90 so guys in a room, cute. And we don't say anything. It's like, we just sit there like, yep. We got nothing to say. That's so cute. Yep. I didn't even know there was a Squamish Dad. I started Squamish Dad like a couple years ago. We have you're on it. There's like 90 people in there. And we don't really say anything unless someone's really desperate to know something. Then someone asks a question, and there's no there's That's no poison. Eh? There's no screaming. It's just a bunch of dudes just sitting in a room. Who's <laughs> who's playing guys. poker this weekend? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's a different. Hey, I'm nice. in town wondering if your kids want to play with my kids and want to crush some tins while that's happening. Yep, sure. That okay. happened. Yeah. On, that's well, it's so funny because at one point Marcus was like, "Yeah, I started this thing, and uh, then Fryer got a hold of it, and it was like <laughs> ninety dudes who knew Fryer." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like, well, you know, I, I thought it was a great idea. You know, I'm often off thought. You know, maybe I'm gonna create like Brackendale Neighborhood Forum. And then I look at others and I'm like, no, hell no, no. I don't, no. I ain't Mm-mm. starting that shit. No. Nope. I ain't got time to admit that. No. But I always thought, I always thought like I should get it going, but then I, I see, I hear all the stuff that happens on Squamish Moms. I'm like, I like my hundred guys in a room just not saying anything. I it's cute. I prefer that. It's Wait, nice. Wait, this weekend. 
I'm going to go sledding. Where's the best sledding hills to take my kids so they don't die? See, okay. that's nice. That's nice yeah. stuff. I don't, like, I've never been on Squamish Mom, so I don't know, but I've heard nasty. And oh. I don't, it seems shocking because I even hear the names of the people who are nasty. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Like, it's, I, it doesn't compute because I know them in public and they're nice. But then on social media, it's like being in your car with road rage. Tough guy, Just, though. Yeah. You'd be a tough guy on, online. It's so you know. unbelievable. Yo, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Far too many people are getting too too used to being able to disrespect people and not get punched in the face for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like it. That's it. She I has mean... guy road conditions. Like, hey, guys, <laughs> you do know there is live webcams. Like, uh, like oh, all the way up the I highway. love like, they... Sea to Sky Road <laughs> Conditions. <laughs> okay, that's the only one that they, I like. Is Sea to Sky Road Conditions. I love it. The I've never understood. I love it. You've got all these people arguing and fighting over who posts what on that thing. But I'm like, guys. I love it. You're already on your internet. It's Google. It's great. Just put Highway 99 cams. Not the same. And you can see it all the way <laughs> Not the same. up to Whistler. Like, what's Whistler like? Oh, there it is. Blacktop. I can see her great. I still like, like it. White out. It tells me things. <laughs> I like it. I like to see the sky road conditions. I miss it, actually. That's the only thing I miss. Because then you can see the people getting mad at the person who posts like an hour after the last post saying, anybody been up, you know, Highway 99? Right above. Like, right above. <laughs> that one. Like, really? Why are you posting where the police officers are yeah. with a speed trap? Yeah. Actually, RCB likes when people post speed traps because it actually gets people to slow down. It sounds smart to me. Like, that's a good idea. And, and when I used to work for the local radio station here, I used to, we weren't supposed to talk about speed traps. So I used to say people with golden stripes on their pants are giving out gift certificates at Murray Lake. <laughs> I used to do stuff like that. And then it got to the point where the cops were like, you know what? That actually was working yeah. because it's, people are actually slowing yeah. down. So you can go ahead and say, that yeah. there's a trap here. I mean, that's why nice they're man with there. The hair dryer. <laughs> step, step on the pedal and get it. <laughs> hey. Oh my god! Spin them to win them. Anything else you want to promote? What's going on with you? Oh, I don't know. As we wrap this up. Oh well, this is. I mean, because the Little Dipper concert series, which continues. Yeah. So uh, we have Jill Barber. She's amazing. She's coming up too uh, with a guy by the name of Luke Wallace. So she's from the East Coast. She's really incredible. Like she's just awesome. Anyway, that's on February twelfth. But. Uh, not confirmed yet, but both Dan Mangan and Dear Rouge in the bag coming up in the next couple of months. In Little Dipper, how can people get tickets for the information? Where can they find all that? Well, here's a fun way to do it. Like Stephen, you could sign up to our mailing list, which you can get to by going to constellationfest.ca. And then all of that information comes to you or follow us on social media, Constellation Fest. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else? Nope. That's it. Life's good. Apart from, uh, we drank a lot of backcountry today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, backcountry, for supplying some bevies. For we us. love backcountry. You know what? If, do you guys have anything to plug? Do you guys want to plug anything? Uh, VIP backstage tickets yeah. to the Constellation Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Recording live. Yeah. Backstage. Uh, they haven't tried. They're not trying very hard. No, Maybe, okay. I think we're going to like, mm. listen, when we get a chance to get you, we get some sunny weather, we get a get everybody back mm. if this pandemic has is, is gone by and we can get you and your team here and we can nice. sit by and have some real bevies and that we're on the lead up to it that would be maybe you do the podcast live the yeah. that's right Ben's coming on the show is he, he should is he allowed ben, to oh my god yeah. Well, yeah for sure but he Ben Ben is I mean I don't know if you know all the things Ben 
is like Ben's a DJ. Also, Ben also owned and won. Like they won the award for best venue in Vancouver just before COVID hit. He had a venue in Vancouver also. It was like crazy, like dance club place. He's hilarious. He's so, so funny. And he's just like a great marketer, great guy. Well, listen, Tamara. Yeah, it has Stephen. Been an absolute <laughs> Stephen. peach having you on the show. <laughs> Uh, sure, yeah. and I wait to the next time. Uh, hopefully, next time I'll have backcountry beer with you guys. And yes. before the Constellation Festival takes off, we look forward to it and uh, and having the rest of you and your team, and hopefully the backcountry team too as well. That'd be and so fun. Thank you for coming out here tonight. Yes, thank you, you so are the much. Gateway, I swear. You're the gateway drug. I am a gateway drug. <laughs> Mushrooms and never mind. I won't get into the rest. Of <laughs> we're going off, guys. Here one more it, thing. We're going off here now and checking out our purse. That's what we're doing. Mushrooms are going to save the planet. See ya. Mushrooms. <laughs> the program is rated TV MA NSFW OMFG GAF TTV BYGAS. It is unsafe for epileptics. It kills lab rats. And oh my God, this shit is going to give you nightmares for real.